Vigo's having to operate even more attackingly now. He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Vigo. Okay, so I think, welcome episode 16, I don't know, I just lose track, but we're back, 2023, hopefully with some more content that goes along with it. Um, today it is just myself and Maz, and that's not a bad thing, that's actually a really good thing, because hopefully there's a healthy discussion at point. So welcome back, Maz, 2023, king of football manager, apparently. Um, how are you? Yeah, happy new year, Good, I'm good, mate. Just, uh, yeah. Are you Just happy with the saying. return of actual football or missing the World Cup? Do you know what? After all the slander of the World Cup, it was actually, it's actually a really good World Cup, to be fair, looking back at it, thinking, uh, I actually do, do miss that. Maybe it's the idea of having, having a game every day and not knowing. Sometimes three, how, how three games. Turn out. Yeah, sometimes yeah, three a day. But to be honest, now we're back to like domestic football and European competitions. We've been quite spoiled since then. We've had pretty much a game every other day so far. I mean, I would love to see the productivity numbers of people working during December because I'm pretty sure it fell sharply just given the fact. hundred percent. So many games, but it is what it is. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, I guess uh, today we had we have uh, quite a few things to get off our chest. I guess from chatting on our group chat, um, we'll be analysing some of the transfer window rumours or actual activity and recruitment strategies of some of the top teams in the league. Um, so I think we can just kick off, mate. So first up, um, mm-hmm. I think we'll look at the transfer window and the lack of activity that seems to have happened off the back of the World Cup. Uh, You know, despite some of the hype that's surrounding some of these players, it seems that the only major move that I can tell uh, has been of Cody Gakpo, uh, who went to Liverpool for like £37 million. And that came out of nowhere as well. Um, What have you made of that sort of deal? And I guess the other major one that was doing the rounds was Enzo Fernandez to Chelsea, right? So Yeah, it looks like it's not happening anymore. Yeah. So what what do you think? Um, is it is it just a January lull that you expect that to happen or I think I think we see this in January every year. So I'm not too surprised about the lack of movement. Um I I think the hope that I think we had was following the World Cup and the impressive performances by some of these players come January, they'll get snapped up before the summer window. Whereas if the World Cup was in the summer, people usually went till after the World Cup or, or, or they know who they're going to sign before the World Cup and you see there was happening in the after World Cup. The players that impress usually get linked and get moves. And it's but a think, longer window, think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, think that's what, I think that's what we were hoping for after after the World Cup in December, but it just hasn't happened. I mean, I suppose you could ask, um, ask you could add uh, Felix to that. 
Oh yeah, today. But, but I don't know if he did well. He was so okay, I guess. I'm still struggling to find out what his actual position is. I don't know where he plays, to be honest. I think he seems he's played the right sometimes, left sometimes, through the middle, off the striker. Just seems to be another Kai Havertz. It's a but good... Uh, I like I that definition, to be honest. Never thought of him like that. Yeah, but... Again, yes, yeah, so I don't know how he's going to fit into Chelsea. It'd be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, but, go, yeah, going back to Gakpo, I think it's... I think it's been a good signing, especially, what, 30, 37 million? Am I correct? Yeah, Obviously, okay, bonuses no. are going to be lined up on that, but initial fee was like 37 million. Yeah, I think, to be fair, I think it's, it's, oh, I want to say cheap in comparison to what players are going for in, in, in the market at the moment. Um, I mean, look at Joe Felix, number, he was, I think he was 70 million that Atletico wanted for him um, for, 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 as, as a transfer fee. That's so crazy, I think man. to put it into perspective, Gakpo had a better World Cup, probably has just as much potential. I think he has a higher ceiling, to be honest, just given the fact, I don't know, his physical attributes, just, you know, he can, I think he plays across the line, but the fact that he's, you know, um, the ability to hold up the ball and all that kind of stuff, I think that will develop in his game as he goes on. Uh, and you can kind of move him into a central position. Yeah, but how? How old is 21, he? I think. Like 23, 21. Yeah. I think Felix is 24. So, yeah. I think this Felix, he's been kind of thrown in our face for such a long time. He's been like... Felix is 23 to double check. Um, yeah. 23. So, he's still young. He, he can still be an amazing player going forward, not Felix. But I think we've just... I think Felix has just been in the limelight since he was... Since, since he got bought, right? 18, 17, 18, whatever it was. Yeah. He got <clears throat> He got bought in um, September 2019. He got bought to Atletico Madrid. So he was 19 years years old. Yeah, Yeah. big fee as well. 100 million euros. Yeah, I think that limelight's been forced upon him. A bit like Odegaard when he went to Real Madrid. Yeah. And look what he's doing at Arsenal now. So Felix could, because I think there's potential there, but I just don't know where he fits into Chelsea or what his position is at the moment. So. It's very strange. But um, how do you feel about obviously being a United fan, missing out on? See, I don't. I don't he's not what we needed. I, I don't understand why people were like so upset about. What did you guys need? Like, like, we need a striker, an out-and-out striker. We don't need another Gakpo. Who we've got Rashford in that position. We've got. Uh, Marshall that can play that position. We've got Sancho that can play that position. We've got Garnacho that can play. Not that sure position. about Sancho right now, we'll... mate. You never know. He'll be he'll be back in a week or two. I don't know if he's. I don't. I don't think he's starting today either. Which surprised me because I thought he would have started today. Maybe he's not fit enough or needs match. Well, I just thought today's game would have been perfect for him to start. Um, Very strange sure situation he's in, mate. Very strange. Yeah, I don't know what's what's going on there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, but then again, yeah, as I was saying, he's another player play that can play that left, left wing, right wing role, which Gakpo plays. So I'm not too bothered. We need a striker, and um, I don't know. Open link with work with a work work host, work host. Well, to work host, yeah. Uh, apparently, it's all done, yeah. right? So I think you 
the team are just waiting for Besiktas to find an actual replacement. Otherwise, they won't sanction the deal. So that's going to be interesting. But I, th- yeah. I don't know. I felt with Gakpo, I think he would have suited Ten Hag. I think they've got a good kind of relationship being both Dutch. Um, he could play anywhere across the line. And I think Ten Hag would have played him centrally um, a bit more than what I think Liverpool are going to probably do. And then you just never know. Maybe he's a replacement for Firmino, who will probably drop in and kind of change that number nine. I think he'll be. I think he'll be a good player on the left for now. I think they don't need a replacement for Firmino. They got uh, Nunes and they got Joshua to come back. They got Diaz and Gagpo on the left, and on the right they got Salah and Yota as well. Yota can play all across the line as well. Yeah, they've got. They've got so I'm just looking because you mentioned Felix's position. Sorry to jump back, but uh, I think I'm just looking. If you hear mouse clicks, I'm sorry, but I'm just on the computer. But uh, so this season, he's played about 10 matches as a second striker. So he's like more yeah. supporting the number nine. Um and then he's played like five games on the left wing, five games as a centre forward. So I think yeah. exactly what exactly what I said, right? He's plays all over the shop. Plays right, left, through the middle. Hasn't actually got a position to his name. Weirdly, I think that's kind of the way direction of what football's going to. Just you need these Swiss Army knife type of players that can do everything. But it would be good that he nails down some sort of speciality. Because you need that, right? Yeah, but yeah, but it's just like it's not what is needed at Chelsea. Yeah, and they've got too many of him. <laughs> I suppose he's a better. He might be a better option as a striker than Havertz. I mean, who knows? I've not seen. Maybe they'll play together, and you'll just top and tail mm-hmm. over and over. You just never know. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. But yeah, apart from that, like I can't think of anyone that's. Yeah, I mean, we can touch on the Enzo Fernandez deal, but that was just not going to happen. Uh, and I think that attributes to the transfer market. I don't see why Chelsea would spend that much money, but then again, it's Chelsea. So, you know, um, great player. I feel a bit sorry for, for him, to be honest. I think he was messed about by Chelsea, yeah. and like, they said they're going to buy him, and then didn't pull, didn't follow through with the money. I think, that, I think that's what I read. But um, again, I'm loving the Chelsea transfer saga and mess. It's it's a welcome change to what you see normally United, so it's nice to see <laughs> another team <laughs> be of attention. So I guess we can. I mean, that's if anyone can can tell. That's kind of what we've been focusing on. Um, <laughs> but I think it's good that we dive into essentially transfer talk and the topic of bad recruitment among teams such as uh, Liverpool. Everton, Spurs, Nottingham Forest, and of course, Chelsea. So I guess um, from, I I sent you the polls, Maz, earlier to, well, literally half an hour ago, but uh, I shared it on like my Instagram and Twitter. I wanted to see what people were actually saying out there um, with regards to what their opinions were, who had bad uh, transfer windows or have had bad recruitment spurts, if you want to call it that. So I think on on the Twitter poll, majority went for United, 
when she came in at 50% of the vote. Uh, Spurs and Everton were second and third. So I think Everton got 25%, Spurs 13 and Forest 12. And then the Instagram poll, which went to a bit more people, Everton came out like way ahead of everyone else. Surprisingly, Liverpool came in second, United third, Spurs fourth. I mean, that's not a surprise. Spurs coming fourth yet again. Um, but yeah, I guess mm-hmm. let's let's delve on to the, the main <clears throat> topic here, which is why is it that these teams that I've just mentioned, um, what is the overarching problem? Is there like a lack of profiles in their leadership group or... Is there something more underlying that we're not actually focusing on? So I guess we can take, you can take Spurs, Liverpool and Forest as an example. I think Everton is a bad situation itself. But let's let's focus on Spurs, Liverpool and Everton. What, what have your thoughts been on that, like just situationally? I think... I think Liverpool is probably. Uh, did you, I know you did. You I don't know. I can't remember if you did. You mention Liverpool. You cut off. Yeah, yeah. I'll go through that. Yeah. Um, just looking at Liverpool, I think. I think it's more backroom issues in the back, like the boardroom and the back, the staff in the background that we don't see more so than the manager. I'm not sure how much involvement he has in club. He probably has a say, like, yeah, like yes or no. But I think. Um, wasn't it Liverpool one of their directors or sporting directors that, that left and they had um they brought a new guy in director of football yep. uh I think two people so left I think uh recently yeah so like if, I think the signings previously are under one of them like they had they got Maya in they got Van Dijk in they got Allison in it's, it just seemed like such a slick process yeah like even like getting Thiago in they're getting the right players they were it pretty much went under the radar, like, it wasn't really leaked to the press. No one really knew it. They just got people in. It was it was swiftly done, and and we kind of knew. We kind of only heard about it once it was done. Um, a bit like Gakpo actually recently. Uh, but since they've moved on, I, just, I just think this whole strategy has just gone. So the weird thing is, so like the guy, what's his name, Michael Edwards, who That's it, yeah. who left in summer. Um, Julian Ward yeah. kind of took over from him and essentially Ward yeah. uh, left as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so apparently they were brought yeah. in to replace, you know, Michael Edwards' setup. And I think they brought in another guy called Ian Graham, who was like um, head of research or something like that. So I think it was in November, yeah. they announced that, you know, uh, after taking over, they're basically leaving, which is very strange. Um, so, so it was the guy that was in the middle, yeah. That that caused the, but it looks about caused the issue. So new guys coming, and he's just had a, and he's sounds like he's picked up the pieces from Mark, from Martin Edwards. Michael Michael Edwards apparently. Mark Edwards, sorry, Mark Edwards, and his replacement has gone as well, which is very strange. So, like you said, there's just turmoil in the back, mm. and I think it's a whole collective issue. That I think speaking from experience at United, because if you remember when Ed Woodward was there, it was just absolute mess, no plan, no direction, going for everyone and anyone, failing with bids, then panicking and buying, paying ridiculous money for standard players. Like just, and, and I think it's more to do with 
the negotiators in the background and when it comes to backing the managers, either the bid rack are not backing them or just going out and paying stupid money, like over the odds money and over, pretty much overhyping the players yeah. like, by spending ridiculous money and the expectations, and most of them can't handle it. I mean, and then I mean, Everton's another classic example. The club just seems a mess from top down, overpaying on players that are just, can you even call them players. standard players when they? No, that's what I mean. I'm just struggling to come up with the right word like, without insulting them. Because, but yeah, like I think the only good sign I think of at Everton is <laughs> Iwobi maybe at the moment. That was like two. And then he's taken like ago, man. yeah, he's taken like four, like two years, three years to 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 become half decent. I mean, I'm just pulling up, so maybe we Puff can just that. grade it like accordingly. So we'll touch on Liverpool first. Um, so apparently, just to give you a bit of background, that that Ward guy who kind of took over, he was actually yeah. already within the Liverpool setup as a European scouting manager. Um, he was handed the newly created role yeah. of loan and pathways, loan pathways and football partnerships manager in 2015 after spending significant time. Um, as a South American scouting strategist for Man City as well. Then he was promoted to the role of assistant sporting director in 2020. So I guess he was Michael Edwards' uh, right hand. And then Edwards left and this guy took over in what would yeah. apparently be a seamless transition, which hasn't happened. So... I mean, I think, I think the jury's out on this guy still, to be honest. I think he's still new, right? November, I think you said he came. He's gone already, mate. He's done. Yeah. Oh, he's gone so, already. So who's the other guy? I don't actually know. So it says, like, I'm just reading the article as we speak, but, like, apparently Liverpool made significant efforts to persuade Ward to stay, but the changes in organizational structure at Anfield, uh, as well as the looming specter of a possible takeover, have taken over. Do you know what? I'm surprised more was amazed yeah. at this. Like, if this happened yeah. at, like, United, it would be all over the press. It would be slated for it. <laughs> it's just not even like made. Yeah. I think it's because it's just before the World Cup and it just kind of disappeared, in my opinion. Anyway, good, good. And I think also the 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 talk of selling the club. I think that has played a huge part of it, even though they just frame it as like investment. Yeah. Um. But let's go yeah. over to. Uh, let's just go to let's grade these transfers, so to say, and then we can. Uh, dive into the lovely uh, fishbowl that is Chelsea. So I'm looking at Everton's recruitment this summer. Um, maybe you can give me a grade from A to D, I guess. So I'm just going to give you the names, maybe three or four of their top transfers that they've had so far, well, this year. Um, so they bought Amadou Ona, got Dwight McNeil from Burnley, Neil Mope. Uh, Idrissa Gay from PSG again and then they got in Tarkovsky for free and Connor Cody as well on loan so those are kind of like their highlights so to say so if you want to give it a grade what are you giving it on paper I don't think that's a bad set of players to be fair on paper yeah I'll give them a I'll give them a C only because I think it's a decent set of players and I blame Frank Lampard. So in that way, the transfer business could even be a B minus, but 
the yeah, yeah. the manager it's, doesn't know what he's doing. Down, yeah, because on paper they were decent players. Yeah, Idris Gay, experienced, Emerson player, experienced had was okay at PSG, but it was never going to be amazing next. He's not a big enough name. Cody, Tarvos, tough Tarowski, good centre backs. Proven, proven Premier League players. Neil Mopé, Premier League player. Right. He's weirdly just it's not been, yeah. kicked on, which is bit of an, he's a bit of an he's a bit of an enigma. To be yeah, fair. he can he has good days, bad days, but still, like he's just he's just not been there. Yeah, I just want to say I think it's a good set place. They even got James Gardner from Garner from United for like eight million defensive midfielder. Hasn't had a chance. Um, okay, so let's say Everton B minus. Um, second part, let's just look at Liverpool um, as it's been on the voting one of the worst performing clubs in terms of transfers. So obviously they got Nunez, uh, Cody Gakpo, Fabio Cavallo, uh, this guy called Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen. Don't know where. Yeah, sorry, person, but. I didn't want to sound like an idiot, but then they have Arthur Mello, and then I think that's it. And then you can probably look at two or three arrivals from January, which are notable. So Luis Diaz, of course, and Konate, um, both for under I think forty M. So Diaz was a good good signing. Yeah. Konate, I think, okay, not not really done a lot. Um. Arthur Mello was just strange. I'd give them, like, I was just... He's like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's desperation. I don't know what that was. I think it was desperation. I think they had a few injuries, didn't they? Mm. The season started and they needed someone. And But that just shows you passes. how like there's just been a lack of focus. So like they went yeah. top heavy with Darwin Nunez at 80 million in June. Then they got Cavallo. I think they wrapped that up even before the transfer window had even started. Yeah, but then like there's there's he a good. massive hole in the midfield and they've not done anything to address it. So to me, the transfers are decent, yeah. but they're lacking severely in terms of like quality. So I probably even give them worse than Everton, to be honest. If we're just looking at transfers alone, because it yeah. seems like Everton like addressed yeah, no, their issue of like defense and stuff, right? So fair enough. I think the players they bought. Probably in the future may come good, like even Nunes. I know he's not doing the moment, but I can see potential in going forward in, in, in the future. But yeah, you're right. For them not to address the, that midfield, you'd have to give them a D. Yeah. And they didn't even address it in the, in the January the either, which they bought Diaz and a defender, Konate, which is silly. Which they spent like 80 million on yeah. those two. Yeah. Okay, Diaz, I'm sure you'll be like, yeah, fine. Yeah, Nabi. Nabi was like two Nabi years ago, wasn't it? Injury prone doesn't even play like hardly any games. Oxley Chamberlain again, injury prone. I didn't know if they bought Chamberlain for near enough 40 million. Yeah. That was from Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, it's good business. Yeah, but you're laughing if you're Chamberlain because you've won the Champions League and the Premier League. So it kind of works, doesn't it? Yeah, true. True. Last one I'm going to bring up is Spurs transfers, of course. This is the lovely conversation we wanted to have we'll jump on this quick and then we need to jump on Chelsea as we're already like rushing against time but uh, Richarlison was bought Romero Bisuma uh, Dogi from it 
Italian side Udinese, but he got loaned straight away back. Then they got Jed Spence from Nottingham. Then they got Perisic, Fraser Forster, Longley. Um, I think those are the three or well, four or five big transfers. What are you grading that? I'd give them a D because none of them performed. Maybe apart from Romero, but that's about it. Romero again, yeah. It's with he's, he's been solid at the time. Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't really rate him. Um, Is that because you rejected United? Well, five seasons ago, yeah, he was probably good <laughs> when he rejected us. <laughs> but, but at the moment, he's just not what Tottenham need. Fair enough. I just don't know what don't know what direction Spurs are going at the moment. Jed Spence, not given a chance. I... Well, then Conte didn't want him. Do you, do you remember when he joined and then Conte came out and said that he's not my signing? I didn't want it's him. Just re- I just don't understand why you'd say that, man. Like it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know why. He's, I don't know why he doesn't go out online. Yeah, I think they probably will try get him. I don't know. And then they're they're still trying to buy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to buy a right back. I can't remember who. Um. And I'm just like, you bought Emerson Royale, you've got Jed Spence, and you're not giving them any chance at all. Yeah, and, and they have those shit, man. And Crazy. Well. They get, they're yeah. trying to get this guy called Pedro Poro from Sporting. He's like another right back. Oh, yeah, I did, did see that. I just don't think he likes the players that he got inherited. Yeah, but who That's does, nice. man? Like, who actually does enjoy the players they get? So... Yeah. Overall, worst. I think we can agree on the poll. Liverpool have done pretty shit. Spurs have done pretty shit as well. So, no surprise to see them where they are in the yeah. table. But I guess we jumped to the elephant in the room, which is Chelsea, which the media and I guess everyone else's focus has completely changed um, its view. I think we could quite easily give them a D, right? A D minus. I don't even think you can give them a D. Like key transfers, uh, Wesley Fofana. Uh, Cucurella, Sterling, they bought this defender like last week, Badio Chile yeah, from Monaco. Not played Jersey. No, I think you can omit him. Uh, Koulibaly, Chukumwenka, uh, Aubameyang, and Zakaria on loan. Total expenditure uh, till today, including summer and Jan, is £344 million. Total income was £56 million with a net of minus two hundred and eighty-seven million pounds. Now, when we look at this in, in isolation, when a club spends three hundred and fifty million in two windows, you're expecting them to be at least in the top six, and that's being generous. They're not even there, and on top of that, they spent like twenty million to buy out Graham Potter from Brighton and his contract. So, my question to you is. Um, yeah. Is it? I I personally think it's it's the manager. I that's my take. I just don't think. I mean, they've invested heavily in, like I said, getting Potter out of Brighton, but I just don't think he's the right person. Like he's already in the media now saying stuff like, "Oh, uh, I have to answer your stupid questions." Like, I'm sorry, but if you're a manager at a top club, you do not come out and say that within what two two months of being hired, two three months. Um. I mean, on our podcast, we've like ranted on about how good he is and how it could actually be a great fit. But I'm looking at this now and it's just not looking great at all. And now add Joao Felix to that mix as well. 
So yeah, what are I, they missing? I don't blame. I don't blame Potter just yet. I wouldn't blame him just yet. I think it'll be interesting to know how much say he has on the players they bring in and whether they suit his style. Again, he got inherited the squad, right? He inherited the Chelsea squad and the players they brought in. I don't know how much of a say he has on them or is Todd Bowley just playing football manager and signing players that are almost trending, so to say, and and just going all out and, and buying them. Because Chelsea before him had a strategy. They had they had Peter Cech, they had uh, what's her name, Mariana something, running running the running the show, buying players smartly and recruiting in the right areas. And since Todd Bowley's come in, it's just all been like a scattergun approach. Like we'll buy Z, Graham Potter, you, you go deal with the rest. Tom. So I think he's been dealt with an unfair well, hand. Well, I, do, I just, I don't buy it, man. Like, when you say unfair hand, that squad won the European Championship, uh, sorry, the UEFA Champions League in 2021. So less than, well, a year and a half ago, they won the Champions League. But it's, I think it's, it's, it's a different manager with a new style and the players that he got wasn't suited to his isn't yeah, but he's not even displayed his think... style. He's he's changed formation like every single game. One minute he plays a But he but he has to like fit fit with the he has to fit his style around the players that he's got. Exactly. So he's and he's adapt, not even doing adapt that. to them. He's, he's probably trying to adapt to them, but it's, it's just because who knows what's gonna be. I don't know if the players are even listening to him anymore. It doesn't sound like it doesn't look like they've even got any sort of direction. But I think he, he needs to be given at least the summer transfer window. And see what happens next. I think they just got right this season off. And but but Maz, we're looking at three hundred and fifty million pounds spent in two windows. How do you just write off the season? Yeah, but I think I think it it happens. I think Todd Bowley's come in with God knows what kind of mentality, but he's just come in and then literally wasted all of that money. I don't know. I don't know how he can blame the manager when he's the one who's been spending the money, making the decision making himself chief negotiator. So I, I don't think you can blame Pod. So I think he needs to give another, another transfer window. Hopefully it looks like they've sorted out some back boardroom issues. Top body's taking a step back now. So let's see what, I think we should see what happens in summer, start of next season and see if things improve. I'm not buying it, man. I don't know. I, I, I'd give them time anyway. I, I, what have they got to lose? Let's be real, right there. Well, a lot it's of January money now. Well, it's January now. They're not. They're not going to make. They, they, if they're lucky, they make Champions League. But it's looking unlikely. So you you lose Champions. So like one of the one of the articles I was reading, right? It was saying like um, when they missed that. Remember when Mourinho like finished eighth and then they fired him, um, and then they brought in basically yeah. they brought in Conte, and I think they signed Golo Kante from Leicester that summer. Because the basically the manager had that pull, you know. Um, whereas I'm looking at Graham Potter, and I'm just mm. like, what actual player will be like? Yes, I want to go play for him. It sounds really bad, but like that's the truth. Um, I think it's, it's, and what what's the pull yeah, apart I mean, from money? Like realistically, it's, I think it's the same with apart from Guardiola and Klopp. 
I don't think there's any other manager in the league that will have that pull at the moment. Maybe Conte, but then again, question mark because a lot of people don't like his style of play. But apart from Klopp and Guardiola, there isn't many, many other managers in the league that will have that pull. Not, not even at United um, when they've seen what Ten Hag can do or is trying to do. Again, question mark. Again, the question mark of Ten Hag until let's see what happens until the end of the season. Like you can't. He's, he's, he's had a yeah, he's had a good season so far. It looks it looks good, but you can only judge him come the end of the season, right? And, and what he actually achieves. And then you look at like you mentioned about the transfer strategy was a bit different and stuff like that. So I'm looking at. 1920 season, what the transfers were for Chelsea. So they bought Kovacic, 45 million, decent player. Uh, I think they introduced Mason Mount, Reese James at that point, Christian Pulisic. Um, they got in, and I think that was it. And then they moved to 20, 2021. They brought in Kai Havertz, 80 million euros. Tim Werner, 53 million euros. Ben Chilwell, 50 million euros. Ziyech, 40 million. Uh, Eduard Mendy, 25. <clears throat> and then Thiago Silva has notable transfers. Yeah, but they were, they were all players that they're all players that they needed at the time, right? Like if, if you Ziyech was a hot property at the time, so was Pulisic. So was Havertz, and at the time there were players that they needed, and they were good players. Like Ben Ben Chilwell, they've only to decent player when he's. That's fit. the question: Is he actually probably fit ever? Yeah, when he's fit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to think of. For me, for me in general, I've just looked at what they've bought. They've just completely avoided the spine. Like that's what I've kind of seen. Like I know they've tried to bring in. Zakaria uh, and stuff like that but if I mean Thiago Silva is still playing Koulibaly unproven defender in the Premier League uh, they've only only there was a lot of hype there was a lot of hype yeah but well, he's like 32 or something now man. I said past it and they still yeah, spent yeah. like 30 he's million on him um, Actually, I expect him to be a bit better but hey. Fofana has not had a great run to be honest injured uh, ACL unfortunately and they, I think it reoccurred or something I can't remember but I overpaid for him. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then you look at the other signs they bought. You know, like Kuku, they spent like what 180 million on the defense. One of the key things I remember last week when I was listening to Hasselbank on like Sky Sports, he said, "What Chelsea need to? I think I posted this to the group. What Chelsea need to do was um, buy um, you know experienced players like you know who." won it so like Casemiro Timo Werner not Timo Werner Casemiro what United have done and then you look at Arsenal bringing in Jesus with Zinchenko as well they've won everything that they needed to win and then they've come here but you know they got Hasselbank was like Chelsea need to do that and then I'm looking at it they just bought Sterling so he's won everything and he's done the best he could so why is that not worked out either Sterling I don't know. It doesn't really strike me as having the like the mentality of a Casemiro or a Jesus, Jesus or a Zinchenko. It seems to be more like I don't know the more reserved type in the dressing room. But I might be wrong. I don't know him personally, so I don't know why something hasn't worked out. To be honest, I think could be possible to start a play again or. 
Sterling's a bit of a weird one for me. I don't know why he left City in the first place. It's game time, so he wasn't going to get picked. I mean, you have Phil Foden now ahead of him, basically. And then Grealish as well. And on the right, you have uh, Mahrez and... Who else did they play in right? To a stunning point of view, it makes sense. He moves back to London, gets paid. I think it was the only club that was going to fit in with his expectations. Yeah, well, I think his career's going down. Well, but I guess going downhill. No, I guess let's uh, let's wrap up this. I mean, we can we can check out what we mean by good recruitment. Um, I think we can touch on you. You mentioned this as well, like Brighton, uh, Newcastle, and Brentford are your kind of top three picks. Uh, kind of, I think Brighton, Brentford, Newcastle, and City, right? Basically, yeah. I think Man City was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I don't know. I think, I think the whole thing, like Bryson especially, they seem to buy players, get players out, out of nowhere and turn them into like, world beaters. And like half these, like Casado, for instance, he seems to be the next best deal in the, in the league. And. I think someone sent a message the other day saying he only gets paid like three and a half grand. Three and a half grand a week? Ridiculous. So he's he's probably he'll probably get moved on and they've got a really good thing going in Brighton where they where they pick up players from for low for low wage, hardly pay anything for them, and they're making an absolute fortune out out of them. Like I, I think it's more I'm not sure what scouting strategy they have, but or where they find these players, but the whole setup just seems to be perfect. Like even at Brentford and the other end of the scale, City and Newcastle, Newcastle just bought experienced players for positions that they needed to improve in, and key positions like the spine, for instance, is is pretty much brand new. Like Sven, Botman, yeah, a quite. There was some talk around him for the clubs. Weird how he didn't even go to the World Cup with sure. the Netherlands. Yeah, and I'm not sure how everyone else decided not to put a bid in for him in Newcastle or sign him. He looks, he, he looks solid at the back. It, go, it goes back to my point about like in, focusing on the spine. They bought Botman, Nick Pope. Uh, they bought Bruno in the January Bruno. transfer window. Yeah. And then they bought Isak as well. I mean, jury's still out on him, right? Well. So you don't know. Yeah, but Wilson is, is, yeah. is a decent striker. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of focused on buying through the middle and then they're starting yeah, to build but, out. But they've bought they've bought players where they've needed it. They've not spent crazy money. But they've just bought again smart recruitment, right? They just they know they knew what they needed, went out and did the business and do you think this worked. is just uh, I mean quickly touch on it. Do you think they are not spending much even though they have the capability, Newcastle, in order to avoid media I don't think they can spend much. I think financial, I think financial fair play wouldn't allow to allow them to spend much just yet. Give them a couple more seasons, and once they, if they get into the Champions League, any Europe, I think I any think Europe this season will be great. Yeah, the transfer season will be the transfer market for them will be crazy come summer if they get into Europe. Interesting, because it opens up. Because it opens up more revenue. It's more playing like time, and you need money. the bigger squad as well, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, and I think I think I think I, I and this, when the Saudi money came in, I don't think 
they even thought they'd be where they are now. I think it's come so 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 early for them. Yeah. That's a good point. Eddie Howe deserves manager of the season, I think. I'm I'm still with Thomas Frank to be honest. Um I think what he's doing is like ridiculous. And their I think their biggest transfer in the summer was this guy called Key Lewis Potter from Hull. I think it's like seventeen million. Then they bought Ooh. Aaron Hickey from Bologna and Mikhail Damsgaard. That was basically it. Uh, I think total expenditure. Do you know, you know Brent reminds me of Bournemouth when they first came to the Premier League like many seasons ago? They were good for a few seasons and then they couldn't compete money-wise with the other teams and they got relegated. And is that not just a tactical... And by the way, that was Eddie Howe. Is that not just a tactical like um, awareness of how to play? Or lack of lack of tactical awareness. So like they kind of like bought well, and then I remember they bought some random players like Jonathan Ibe from Liverpool for like fifteen million or something stupid like that. So they bought decent-ish apparent players, but it didn't work out, and then they just didn't have the players to play tactically well, and therefore they just got like battered. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting to see what where Brentford are. Next season, we said this last year as well, and yeah, no, we did, we did, but no, I, I do rate Thomas Frank, and I think he's signed a new contract, hasn't he? Yeah, with Brentford, yeah. so yeah, so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, see where they go. I, just, I don't know what it is, maybe it's just watch. one of those clubs where you just enjoy everything that they do, like decent on and off the pitch, uh, proper support. Yeah, so the doesn't say the sport isn't mad, I'd love to go to a Brentford game, it looks. It looks too much fun. Maybe you might be even so converted to change your allegiance. You never know. An actual club in London this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think let's wrap up on this. I mean, in essence, the theme I was going for on this podcast obviously was like the transfer talk. Um, the good, the bad and the ugly. Obviously, the good was um, Brighton, Brentford, Man City. We never really touched on them, but not much to say on that. And then you have Newcastle wrapping up the good. You have the bad, which is Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, Spurs, and Forest. Um, and yeah, weirdly, I was just trying to position United and potentially even Arsenal. I'm not sure what you make of Arsenal trance, but United isn't bad or good. And that's why I came up with the ugly. Like, it's, it doesn't look great, but you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, if that makes sense. So well, United is a big question mark over, and Arsenal have become good recently, like last two yeah. seasons. Yeah. So I think you've got to give them credit and for what they're doing and what they've done. Probably with a lot for Dante Edu and whoever else he has alongside him. So yeah, interesting. I think Arsenal are probably the model to follow, right, for a club like United. It's weird how it was Liverpool. Like we were following Liverpool, and then now it's basically become everyone follow us. Very yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, mate. So I guess uh, let's wrap up. Obviously, before your game, do you wanna? Should we go with the quiz first, and I'll give you honorary rights to go first, and let's see how this uh, turns out. Because I, I'm asking the question first. Or yeah, you can go first. Um, I'll yeah. go with the true or false first. Let's see what what comes out. Uh, mine's just Premier League themes, right? So it's just Premier League. I'll keep score. All right, so. Blackburn Rovers, in the season of 94-95, won the league with the fewest points. True or false? 
Wow. I have to say true. Oh, no, it's false. God it damn. My United season. My United season, 96 and 97. Wow. Okay. So, zero for me. Great start to a quiz. Um, your true or false question is Gareth Bale, yeah. after an, uh, on the theme of him announcing his retirement. <clears throat> so, Gareth Bale scored less than 50 Premier League goals. Is that true or is that false? That True. is false, mate. Sorry. He scored 53 goals. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Let's go. Uh, I will go for, you know what? Let's try bang on the head. Let's go for the three points. Okay. So earlier, I just said May night won the league with the fewest points yep. in season 96, 97. Can you give me the total points they amassed that season? Fucking hell. Yet, I'm gonna go if he was points. I'm just gonna go with a random number, mate. Uh, I'm gonna go with like 82. Oh, that's wrong. What is that? <laughs> 75. Shit. That is madness. Zero yeah. points again. Um, what do you want to go with? Uh, multiple um, choice or your bang on the head? You have to go bang on the head, man. Surely, yeah, might as well go bang on the head. Go on. <clears throat> so, um Obviously not properly Premier League, but I'm, again, you'll probably know the theme. So he, you know, Lloris retired from international football, right? Um, so yeah. Hugo Lloris retired from international football. Can you name the deputy France goalkeeper who was at the World Cup? Um, is it um? Someone with M, right? No, mate. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I, don't, I know. I know what it looks like. I can't give you so much time, mate. Come on. Uh... Oh shit. Mal is it Maldonado? Maldonado, something like that. Nah, I'm not giving you that, mate. It's actually Alfonso Ariola. Man. Yeah, oh, no, he wait. was uh, second choice, essentially. Deputy goalkeeper. But this was Maldonado. Mal- I think Mandanda. Was he actually in the squad? Uh, Mandanda, France yeah. National. I think he was. Let me just double check for you. But the second goalie was um, uh, Alfonso Ariola. Let me just check. Oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, Steve Mada- Mandanda plays for Rennes. Yeah, so he was third choice. Mandanda, yeah. <clears throat> so zero for you. Okay, so we go for the multiple choice to wrap up. What's the question? All right. Out of the current Premier League teams, which club con- has conceded the most goals in the league's history? Out of the current? So you A. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll give you four choices, yeah. right? These are the current Premier League teams. Yeah. Which clubs concede the most goals in the league's history? Yeah. So A. West Ham. B. Southampton. C. Everton or D Man City so you want to know out of those who has conceded the most goals in their history this season oh just in total basically so the options are City Southampton Everton and City Southampton Everton West Ham wow 
I'm gonna go with Everton. Oh yes, right. Wow. Good the guess. reason is because out of those the ones you've named, I think they've been in the Premier League the longest. So I thought, um, obviously, with more games means more goals. Mm. So for two, well, it'll be a draw if you get this anyway. It's a it's a weird uh, multiple choice. So what I want you to do in the order. In the in the order of like most expensive to least expensive, can you give me, um, it, basically in, in the whole of Chelsea's history, I'm going to give you four names right, or five names. You need to name to me in who was the most expensive yeah. to the least expensive. Is that does that make sense? All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the names you have are, and just make sure you write them down. So you have Christian Pulisic, yeah, Kepa, yeah. Havertz, Wesley Fofana, and Alvaro Morata. So can you give me an order of those five players? Uh, who is the most expensive, second most expensive, third, fourth, and fifth? Uh, who was the last one? Just Morata, Morata, yeah. So Morata was, a lot, was the least. Okay, correct. That's one part. Um, then Pulisic, and then... These are quite similar, aren't they? Correct-ish. And then Havertz and Fofana. Almost right, but I'll give you the two points because I'm a generous man. But essentially, Kepa and Havertz were like the same cost. That was the only difference. But you got basically everything. So we'll share the spoils, mate. Thank you very much. Um, 2023 quiz we'll off, to, off to a banger. <clears throat> cool, man. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Enjoy the game. Uh, oh, I'm going to drop uh, some money on Charles and beating you guys. So hopefully it comes through. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. Like cool, losing, man. Like losing your bets. Yeah, of course. All right. All right, man. Thank you. <laughs> a nice one. Cheers, okay. bro. All right. Vigo's having to operate even more attackingly now. He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Vigo. Goes for goal. Oh, what a goal. Inatoshi Nakata with a screamer.